G'day, I'm looking in front of us. I am Execute. Today I'm joined by Dyson on our second attempt to record this after I uh, reboot my PC. Um, and uh, Dyson was like 10% of the volume I was. It was a really great show for those that actually watch us do it live, but um, we've got to do it again um, so you guys can hear it. But maybe I'll release that on Patreon. Something. It was just something really cool about that episode. There was this rawness to it. Anyway, but we're going to redo it again today and uh, go through and, and talk about all the stuff we wanted to talk about. And my main feeling for this episode, and, and you agreed with me uh, when we were talking about this, is... There's a lot of negativity out there, not just about the game, but in the world in general. And we kind of thought it was a good idea to do a kind of a pick-me-up episode. And, and I think you kind of I'll let you say what you are going to say yesterday. Do you want to say that now? White Knights <laughs> Assemble! And, I, and I, think, I think that really encapsulated the kind of, well, not really, but <laughs> we're, we're, not, we're, not, we're not White Knights here. We're, we're actually quite level-headed and balanced. But um, it was just, I, I think there's been a bit of negativity. Um, you know, one, one, there's a few co different content creators. Some of them brought out some videos saying it's all death and gloom and um, there's not a lot coming this year. And I was kind of like, a lot ah. of positivity. When we were prepping this episode and looking at the roadmap, uh, the thing that was interesting was actually how many very important features are actually coming out this year that are, while they're not the end of the road and the final process, you got a lot of professions coming out and you got a lot of systems that are going to add the complexity and stuff that's going to make this game a lot more unique and definitely worth playing. Uh, because if you look, you have salvage, you have refueling, you have hacking, all very important uh, features just coming right in, getting the first development of it, yep. and you're even getting more complexity to things like mining coming out mm. soon. So it's just... Yeah, I find it, kind, just, of, I find it kind of weird, like, because my initial impression was this is probably one of the biggest years we've had. You know, like right now you've got just very basic things and kind of shooting and then mining, and that's it. And to th this year alone, we're going to have a whole cargo factor rework that you combine that with the things that are already in the game and uh, and one really important thing, which is scanning, and you have that really basic fundamental gameplay loop down, and on top of that, you've got salvage, and that's like mining all over again. So it's almost fundamentally what we have, but doubled uh, in, in a lot of ways. And, and if that all comes through and... Few of the other things we're going to talk about here. I don't think it is a small year. Um, and and the other thing is that cargo refactor and salvage is meant to be here by the July patch. You know, so that that's not too far away. Um, not to mention, you know, we tend to have a bigger patch at the end of the year. So it's almost like we're getting two big patches this year, which could be interesting. Um, but yeah, I I think I think we kind of need to go through all that. We're going to go through a bit more depth and stuff, but there are other things coming as well. Um, you also mentioned refueling. Um, I, I think that's a really that's big huge. one. Um, it, so the, the the three big things, like some of the ships that I often recommended were always the Orion, the Reclaimer, and the Starfarer, because unlike other ships, they can take stuff directly out of the game. And they're the biggest version of those ships, obviously the best value. So if we're getting refueling, refining, Oh, refining isn't refining is a part of refueling as far as I'm concerned. But the the, the refueling, the reclamation, and remember we got mining. They're three of some of the biggest core professions in the game. Um, and it's 
bringing in to ships that are already there. That's the other thing. Like you yep. have ships that are flyable, that are going to be released fairly soon, yep. that would have no purpose. They, all you can do is fly and use them for their cargo space mm. in game. And now you're going to get to use that functionality. Plus it not only does that, but it adds functionality to the combat gameplay because now mm. you can destroy something so you can salvage it. Yep. And that's, that's again adding to that gameplay loop right there you can actually connect a lot of the perfect like the the things that are coming are filling gaps so one uh, one of the ones we talked about yesterday was i remember talking about the starfarer and the oh what the hell was the other one the mining right and the refinery ship is the one that bridges the gap between those two and you can see that with other things like you just mentioned with um reclaiming and, and, and stuff like or savage um, you can start to see that they are connected together and they are influencing each other. And cargo ties a lot of these together, a lot of the professions together. Mm, um, yeah. You know, we got a lot of other things coming as well. So, so, so one of the two, two big, or well, one big one for me is tractor beams. You know, um, we, we know some of the ships are on the roadmap. Actually, maybe we should talk about that first and then go back and talk the other. Because yesterday when we did this, I was trying to bite my tongue a lot, a lot about the ships. Mm. But I actually think we're probably better to talk about the ships and show how that shows some other things are coming online. So let's let's have a look at those. And I'll probably do them a little bit out of order from yesterday. So let's talk about the SRV. The SRV was on the, is, was on the roadmap in early January that it was going into production. That lines up with a lot of the other tech. And... While tractor beams might not seem too important because at the moment we just move, use them to move boxes around, um, you'll also be using obviously bigger cargo containers once the cargo refactor comes in. But another one that doesn't seem whole that... whole series. Sorry? For one. I said the whole series yeah. for one because that's coming out and the you'll need tractor beams to help move some of that stuff or put stuff on. Yeah. So I was going to mention the push and pull system. Um, you, you know... Um, they're moving that to uh, not needing, uh, you know, it's it's a limited fuel system. And so actually using tractor beams, and they've also said that eventually tractor beams will be on batteries as well. But it's there's all these different movement options now. And um, one of the games I mentioned yesterday was Boundary, which is a new game that's just had a demo that's literally considered Call of Duty in space. And I think this goes to the next level again, where you can do all that if you want, but you can also push and pull, you know, and pull yourself through space. I can fully see there being a mission where you have to climb up you know some kind of the exterior of a space station or something like that think about all the covert ops how you can actually board and get in like it makes it so much more interesting to actually get into ships if you are like doing boarding actions because it's not just though like yes there are those preset docking collars that you can cut into and stuff like that but actually getting to them now is not just this oh i'm floating over approach it's you know, you're going to try and get there and you want to get onto the ship as soon as possible because if it takes off, at least, I don't know, maybe it'll kill you when you take off. I've got no idea. Well, yeah. so, yeah. the thing that's important to note, and I'm just clarifying for everyone, we're talking about one of my favorite changes is the EVA fuel. Mm. So your, your suit will not have unlimited like it does now. You're going to have to use the push-pull mechanics. You're going to have to use tractor beams. You're going to have to use all of that, and you're going to have to plan. This affects every single mm. one of those, uh, basically, professions when you think about it, because a lot of them you do have to get out, and like there's that new mining tool that you have to get out. <coughs> if you're mining, if you're doing salvage, you're probably going to be going out and doing stuff there. Combat, you have to plan in space now. It's not oh, I can just go EVA out. As long as I have oxygen, I'm good. No, you have to, do you have the oxygen? Do you have the fuel? 
And it's going to really make your choice of suit probably important because like one suit wouldn't surprise me if your heavier stuff had more fuel, but being mm -hmm. as it has more mass, it takes a little bit more to get started off. I think so. You're worth pointing that. I think the, another big one that I only thought of earlier today after I reflected on uh, us doing this, this episode was the connotations for um, traversal in Squadron 42 as well. Like, like, mm. like, um, I know I've talked a few times, imagine a scene where the ship is breaking up as you're climbing through it, trying to, you know, get off the ship and stuff like that. And that is definitely going to be a part, you know, you're being pulled out by the, um, you know, the, 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 the suction of the air getting pulled out of the ship. Um, that, that is going to be a thing. And you're going to be able to, you know, those movie sequences that you always see in, in the movies. And that, that's going to play a big part in that. Um, I think the other one, so if you go into other ships here, um, obviously the Vulture's a big one. Um, it, it's going to be akin to what happened with the Prospector. Um, you know, if you have a Reclaimer, even though it's already in game, they're going to give you that as a loner. For me, the other thing that comes with Salvage is learning. Uh, so, so, so we know the Vulture, so say you bring in a piece to, to Salvage, it's going to strip it, um, that outer whole piece off. And if you've ever seen the ships without their kind of skin, they have this frame underneath. And so that's going to be turned into some kind of liquid into those liquid tanks off the arms, and that'll be a material collect. But then that last piece that, you know, say it's a wing or something that you've pulled in, will actually be crushed up by the Vulture, taken inside, and um, as we saw on ISC a couple of weeks ago, trash cra uh, trash compacted, like you suggested a salvage vehicle could do a couple of years ago, it's actually going to do that and then be put into your cargo bay. And so you'll probably have some kind of liquid container with the, you know, the the, the skin stripped off or multiples if it's different types and, and this salvage leftover. But now it's you a giant Wall-E, basically. But the big thing is, think about base building. We had that giant 3D printer in the I, base I've, building. I've got to see you back because you're going off the topic I wanted to follow on. Sorry. Oh, and that's repair. Because once you actually know how salvage works, the complete opposite is repair. So we will actually finally un uh, you know, have confirmation on how that will, will, will happen and, and work as well. But yeah, um, yes, also uh, things like base building. So yeah, please continue. Because when you think about it, you've got these nice little blocks of set materials. I mean, you could have to refine them, but if not, it'd be kind of neat to take those blocks, put those top mm. of blocks of the materials you need into your basically 3D printer and have that go. I do think there so. will be a similarity with um, something like the, the Pioneer and construction 3D printing and the 3D printing of the frames for repair. I, I much like based on my talks like the professional point of view series that we've done and everything we understand of how repair and salvage works i'm pretty sure that they will 3d print the frame and then you'll somehow paint the skin on over top which is the opposite of um removing it and it, it may be very similar uh for the pioneer it may uh build a frame that you then spray on the you know the actual skin of the walls and stuff like that so um and that could be really interesting and it might even come into decorating of the ship or the decorating of the building because you might have a stock standard frame and then you need to have the colors and materials that you paint onto the outside. And that would, like, I can see that as, like, you, 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 you know how we do that? They, we know they do the same type of thing across multiple things. I can see that repair system working in a very similar way to, say, a construction system 
I can I can see the, them working together, but they're slightly different. Like one's buildings and one's ships, but it's the same code. If you get my meaning. And it, yes, and the thing to think about is this also means that a lot of those other things are probably closer than we originally expected because yes. if it's easily the reversible of the other. And this gives hope because a lot of people mm -hmm. are like, well, this is taking a while. We're getting tier zero of mm -hmm. only these stuff. But if this tier zero of these stuff is basically easily transferable to the other stuff, it's just going to mean that, that that moves on a lot faster. So it probably means maybe within 12 months, we might see something like the Vulcan. Um, the only thing that would require is drones. And again, if drones are just a automated NPC drone with a hand tool, and we know that they're working on hand tools this year as well for the AI. I remember you saying something about getting them to work in both hands. Uh, yeah, they had a thing about using two hands and it was called the most mundane thing, mop and bucket, yeah. <laughs> because holding a mop and holding a bucket. Uh, and the thing is, a lot of the things they talked about with AI, they're, they're really working on improving the AI. Mm -hmm. And that's something that will move on to one of our later topics about server meshing. But yeah. But yeah, we'll get to that. We, a have, bit. we have definitely broken the notes that we did yesterday. We have gone all over the shop. So let's go back. To, let's go back to um, the ships and stuff. So let's let's go through that. So the first ship we know that's kind of coming um, is the Star Bomber, and the Star Bomber is the last image, uh, last ship on the image from the vote from September. Um, the other thing that leads us towards to think that it's not just called the Star Bomber, is it's also Crusader, is that SC Leaks found uh, some stuff in the files that mentioned the Star Bomber and had the layout of where the guns were laid. Now, this could have just been a test bed, so it may not be the final ship, but if it is the final ship, one the one in the middle of the vote very much looks like a Crusader ship. So that's the one I'm expecting, and I'm kind of expecting that around Invictus. I think it, it, it'll probably be, you look where the Gladiator was, it would be akin to that, so maybe, but then we've also got time. So, I'm, so like I would hope for 150, but I'm gonna be more realistic and probably think it'll be around the $200 mark, but, but we'll have to wait and see. Um, that makes a lot of sense. And it also makes sense when you look on the roadmap, they're working on bombs. If yep. you actually look at the roadmap, that's one of the, big notes in there yep. not just regular bombs but they had the big the huge bomb listed and they said bombs on certain frames basically yep. so and i think a lot of those bombs uh relay back to uh theaters of war because you are gonna your your ships are gonna want to attack things on the ground and a bomb's just a bit easier way of doing it instead of like facing your planes at the ground and flying um otherwise they're just basically turrets that hover there so they're a bit a bit OP, um, and I think it'll be kind of cool if they could have laser targeting with the bombs as well. I, I could see that all being a thing. So it's like, we need to destroy this target. If we paint it, this guy can bomb it and stuff like that. And um, yeah, I, I can see that all being interconnected, that that interconnected gameplay for something that's meant to be Battlefield-esque, I think is definitely on the cards. Um, we'll move on to the Scorpius. That's a really obvious one. Um, I did ask you yesterday about your thoughts on the Scorpius. Do you, have you updated yourself? Because you didn't have a lot to say. Do do do? Well, I a... still. I hate to say I don't have too much. It's it's it feels to me like just another uh, warship in the middle of the lineup. Yeah. And uh, I hate to say it's really hard to speculate because they change mm. things so much on those mm. and and how they change the flight model and everything, and they're still working on all that, that will <coughs> change opinions as time goes on for all of the fighters, so. 
So initial reports, most people see it as a different version of the hurricane, but now I've heard through back channels that it seems to be like um, a more armored version of the hurricane. It doesn't have as quite a good a turret because of its X wings, obviously. But the other thing is because it's armored, it's somewhere between the hurricane and the uh, Vanguard. That, that's where it seems to be kind of sitting. So you get a bigger turret than the Vanguard, but obviously you don't get the long range, but you get the armor of the Vanguard, but you don't, like the Hurricane doesn't get the armor. So you can see where it's sitting there. So it's, it, it, it it might appeal to people that are somewhere between a Vanguard and, and a Hurricane, which is interesting because they are, I see a lot of people using both those ships. So it might be this happy medium or it might just be a little bit like another ship we're going to talk in a minute a bit called the Odyssey, where it's a, a master of none. So we'll have to wait and see where it, where it lands. But we, that, that's coming the very next patch, so that, that could be interesting. Uh, also coming next patch, we've got Hull A, and I think the first implementation of that will be just the standard cargo boxes. But obviously with the cargo refactor coming the patch after that, um, wow, that's going to change every cargo ship, and um, we're also getting the whole C then as well. So what are your thoughts on the Hull A and the whole C there? I think they're going to be very landmark, yeah, landmark cargo ships. It's about time we've seen a lot of this stuff before. Uh, it's going it to reintroduce not just the amount of cargo that they can bring, but the other thing is it's cargo on the outside, which is completely different than everything that you have. So you're going to start getting yep. those damage mechanics, the possibility in theory of you being able to maybe shoot off some of that so you don't have to destroy a full ship yep. to get some cargo. So it's going to add a lot more gameplay if if it works out right and we've known we've got scanning things coming on later on in the year too so when that what that scanning is really going to allow pirates to do is find people and once you can actually start finding people um like i said earlier about those core gameplay loops once that comes in you know um is there a strength or a weakness to the whole series because it just doesn't have that defense you know um so the Though it's a cheap whole sea's cheaper, but then it's not as good as others. Like so, we're going to get all these little interesting um, dynamics uh, going on. So I'm looking forward well, to that a lot. It, it's it's great, and uh, honestly, I think the bulk cargo is going to be big because it's going to, with it being vulner more vulnerable, it's going to start bringing in players wanting to hire people to do things, and that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to get us to make some more content because that's what this world is really going to be built on. It's not just mm -hmm. The gameplay loops it's not just what npc missions and stuff it's going to be players needing players to do things for each other mm. now um the next one is only for squadron 42 but i did theorize with you yesterday and i also brought it up with croncy i've also brought it up with a couple other people is uh, one of the things we've been theorizing for a while is the last miner has to be a land miner and ironically at the same time the srv went on the roadmap so did the gray cat cygnus miner now, it only really holds one person. It can't uh, warp or jump. But one of the things uh, Croncy brought up was what if it was able to be carried by... So say there was like four of them and there was a ship that carries them and deploys them. So the ship is not just the miner, but it's the miner and a carrier that has all the living quarters and stuff like that. Now, when I thought of it like that, I was like, whoa. That changes it quite drastically. And, and you know how epiphany I was yesterday. I was like, wow, that actually fits all the things because it can land on, a, on, a, on a, uh, an asteroid and mine it. It can land on the planet and mine it, but obviously it can't do the stuff on the surface, which is its weakness. Um, so if it finds something on the surface, it's kind of stuffed. Um, 
But when I add that all together, it's still a possibility. A little reluctant, though, because they have they have specifically said it's Squadron 42 and the ship itself doesn't warp um, and it is generally a, a solo vehicle. But that could be interesting. Actually mining in solo ships in a team, I think that's kind of interesting. Um, it's definitely different from the Orion. Um, it's kind of like yep. a mini fleet in its own right. So... I know, I'm interested to see that. Uh, it's been a long favourite of people for years. The people have been asking it as a vehicle to buy for years. So maybe they might find a way to do that. Not saying it'll come this year, but... Oh, I totally see them. Are you kidding? Are you going to waste <laughs> all of those time and resources building something for a game mm. and not release it into the other game that it's easily portable into? No. Yeah. Now, you mentioned one here that was a safe bet, so I'll let you mention that one. X1 uh it was actually mentioned by one of our uh supporters and it makes so much sense it's small it's easy to just toss in on a release to throw us a bone during a dry period because yeah. you know that gets a little bit of hype it gets a little bit of money coming in and it just fits a lot of the stuff that they're doing on the ground lately do you think it's got anything to do with the numerous 400 ironers complaining that they can't put a ship in there uh, a, a land vehicle in their ship I think it might have something to do with it well that'd be a perfect time to uh also release something <laughs> for that yeah um and then the last one i think that's kind of obvious and i did kind of hint at this before between the starfarer and uh mining you have the refinery ship uh we know it's coming online for the starfarer and all those facilities it's not a hop skip and a jump to take those you know, it's been done on the Starfarer, copy it over. We also know we've seen art of the ship. We know that they've been working on it. I think that's a really safe given. Maybe the patch after the Starfarer comes out, I, I, I could see that possibly happening. What about yourself? It's going to, because I, I actually think it, it has to, because you're going to bring in refueling. You're finally mm -hmm. going to bring that in. It is the perfect time, even if it's not going to be in-game, to at least get the pre-order sales in, because... Mm -hmm you have that refueling that's going to be all in the hype you're going to see all this stuff come out like around that because they're going to try to i hate to say cig knows how to monetize stuff they're going to release some features release this and then be like oh here you go here's something else yeah i i'm half expecting it to go bit like straight to flight ready type of thing so I, they'll bring out the staffer and go oh yeah by the way here's the refinery so if you don't have a staffer you can just buy the refinery one that that's what i'm actually expecting considering like i thought it was going to come at invictus last year and it didn't i think they're clearly saving it for a, a flight ready ship unfortunately though i also think we probably won't see it at invictus because it looks like refueling might be coming a little later i don't know but I, I think it might be as late as the anniversary sale, but we'll have to wait and see. Um, there are things a little bit up in the air with how much things got delayed from the anniversary sale last year. Because we, we wanted the, the the cargo factor was meant to be coming at the end of the year. It's now middle of the year. It's been pushed back by six months. So if that's been pushed back by six months, you've got to assume some other things have been pushed back about the same distance as well. Um, so I think now we kind of move on to... Actually, we'll you go did forget one step. You forgot the Corsair. You oh, forgot oh, the uh, you forgot everyone's best uh, favorite looking ship, but one of the worst design ships I've, mm. I have seen because those turrets are just absolutely useless. And if you mm. shoot off a wing, oh, goodbye to your firepower. <laughs> yeah, 66 percent of your firepower, most of it being missiles will be lost if that wing goes off. And as Dyson said, those turrets in the latest 
uh, I think it was the latest IRC, they showed a grey box and they don't look like they can fire forward. They haven't modified them at all. Um, and that basically relegates those to when you're circling around a target on the ground. Um, and I don't, they've said that this doesn't handle as well as the Constellation, so it'll handle probably even worse in atmosphere. I just, th there is no reason in space I could see you to ever want to fire forward when you can, t you can, uh, sorry, fire sideways when you can fire forward and you've got so much more firepower when that ship faces forwards than you do to one side because there's a turret on each side so it's only one turret so that those turrets are just going to get next to no use i just think they're like i'm gonna be honest with you right now if i had that shipping game right now with the way things are i would take off the guns so i have more power to power the other guns that, that's literally what i would do with it and and that's a Sorry. sad state of affairs it is funny because, like, I, I already do that on some other um, ships I own just so I get more shots. Um, and I think it will be a real thing on that ship. People will just take them off so they can have more power on their other guns. Um, you and know, just a completely useless position for it. And turrets are already hard enough to use because if you're getting attacked by fighters and other stuff, they just zoom right by you and yeah. you have to have that full range pretty much I, I always, to be able to get a hit I, or two on. I basically, every time someone says, oh, no, I think you're wrong, I think you'll be able to use them, I always say, oh, well, and I know a hurricane's smaller, but I go, you tell me the last time you fired sideways in a hurricane turret. It is very rare unless you're firing at a really big target. Like, say you're firing at the javelin and the guy's like, you know, doing a loop around or something like that. But generally you're firing straight forward or straight backwards in a hurricane turret. And I think in most ships, it'll be exactly the same. But I'd love to be proven wrong. I, I want that ship to be good, but it just, there's just a couple of big oversights on it. Oh, I have to say the broadside idea only makes sense if it was actually a capital ship and in some ways, because a capital ship v capital ship, you're pulling up or you turn around and you're, you're, you're unloading more side guns. That, that kind of makes a little bit more sense yeah. than something of it's the Corsair size. Yeah, someone just took the piratey theme a bit too far and uh, failed there. I think I think the other thing was if they were going to make them bespoke turrets, the other thing that could work, like to mention what you're doing, is if they were just a singular cannon of some description and it just fires these huge big shots so you could shoot at ships bigger than you. But, yeah, I don't well, know. We'll have to wait and see. A missile turret there mm. would actually make a little bit of sense too because mm. you could in theory be like if you're just going past doing you could just do a buzz by on the ground and just like unload a whole bunch of missiles onto tanks yeah and it does have those big sensors too so i i'm imagining it and some other drake ships will be sent out into a system to kind of scan and find things in the system and then go off and loot you know so you, you'll get some cross-pollination between the ships there all right so the last thing here in the notes that we didn't hit on was the fps ground combat stuff so do you want to go mm -hmm. over that for me the stuff that you know that's uh, coming? This is big because basically if you look at all this, uh, we talked about bombs, we talked at the, but and that really indicates a lot of ground uh, combat, but you have weapon wear and misfires. This is actually quite big because not only does it add more depth to combat, but it gives more uh, relevance to your choices when you're or priority to your choices when you're choosing what weapon, because we're going to be looking at manufacturers that are more reliable versus unreliable. Also, weapon types that are more reliable in some environments than others. You might lasers might be better in certain rough environments with yeah. not as many uh, spots for gunk to get into. And if they add different types of ammunition, Yep. because it Which looked like are. they're adding different types 
uh, that would increase wear and tear on your gun compared to other types of ammunition. So that's going to be important. Plus, you also are now adding uh, mag stripping and refilling, which is going to be important, especially when you use part of a mag but quickly swap it out. It's going to allow you to hopefully top off before going back in. Kind of akin to how the G12 can operate in a... Because um, it's an enclosed cab and stuff like that. You might even have certain weapons that can't work in certain environments because and the example i gave yesterday if you use like one of the lightning guns it might actually catch gas in an area on fire um and do lots of damage to your people around you um so weapons like that but also you mentioned uh not the, what when, when you mentioned the ammo stripping i started thinking of what if they also brought out um, cartridges for the guns or the ammo clips and what if they uh, have it so it's like if it's well maintained and from a certain manufacturer it might have a higher fire rate but wear faster but then there's another one that fires slower but it, it lasts heaps longer so and, and that's some of the things we've seen in some of the ship module um, ship components and stuff like that so I'm wondering if they're going to bring that that stuff we've seen in the ships down to the level of the weapons. And, and, and I think that we may also see that on vehicles as well and vehicle components across the board. If you start out, man, we're getting a really detailed game here. Like that there's going to be some real nitty gritty uh, meta details. Well, and when you think about uh, they're basically creating a battlefield esque game to basically go along. And this leads to something that I uh, one of the predictions that mm. we were talking about yesterday. I personally think Squadron 42 is coming next year mm. based off of when you look at all the roadmap, when everything's getting done is roughly around this year. It looks like they're doing, we might be getting beta next uh, next year, uh, if not the full release, uh, at least beta. And when they looking at all this ground combat stuff, not only is that going to help with Squadron 42, but it wouldn't surprise me if they release this theaters of war horrible name mm. uh into as a free game to go with that because mm. you're gonna get people trying out squadron 42 and then they try out this free game and they're like oh yeah by the way star citizen to mo do you take this and you expand it yeah and and that's 100 percent what i we've found when we're talking in the front is it's exactly the same thing um I also think, I actually I did say this yesterday too, I had better names for Theater of War. The two that I came up with, Battle Planet and Battle Space. I think, and I don't know if they're taken. They, pro they probably are taken. But I think they're better names for, um, I just took Battlefield and made it a planet and made it space. I'm really creative like that, not. Uh, but yeah. Um, so I think we kind of move on to the final part here is what might not be coming this year. Um, and the obvious one is server meshing. Server meshing was meant to kind of wrap up around um, uh, the end of this month, actually, like right about now, uh, 20th of February as we record this. So um, basically, um, we, you know, it, it, it's not just server meshing. Server meshing is not this god be all thing, but what it is is it's the final kind of one of the final pieces of the puzzle. It's kind of like opens the door to all these other things. So uh, once server mission goes into the game, it's all the stuff that's been sitting there in the wings that are going to kind of kind of pile into the game. And I don't think they're going to pile it in, but they are going to release them slowly. But I think the, the you know the 12 months before server meshing and the 12 months after server meshing are going to be very different because there's going to be yeah. so much more things. And server meshing is fundamentally a far more star citizen thing than it is a squadron 42 thing so when that goes in i think there's all these things that have been waiting and you know like you mentioned with ai earlier you know the ai will 
you, you've seen when you have a low population cap server just how well that ai can work you know we, we know nav mesh is coming so they'll actually have those uh, ai walking around on planets that'll bring in the ability to also have the alien creatures on planets and stuff like that so the world's just going to feel so much more lived in the population caps of the number of players that can play are going to go up um yeah if you it, ai gets more deadly and that's the that's yeah. going to be really important because there's so many missions and stuff because they're actually going to be releasing hopefully soon uh, based off the roadmap uh, rescue missions and dynamic events. And to really have that be functional, a lot of those mm. dynamic events and stuff, you need that AI to be practical and not just a <coughs> cakewalk. The, the, the literal quality of the quests will go up. You know, and, and you can think of all the different combinations because of the tech we've got. And I, again, I mentioned these yesterday. So you mentioned a VIP rescue mission. You know, what if you, um, you so there's a mission where you can't take a particular plane because it can't low fly into the area. And it, um, so what they do is that you land, it provides you with uh, a vehicle of some description, maybe a cyclone or something like that. And you've got to go over, get the VIP. But as you are going there, there's a pirate or you know you might be the bad guy in this situation and there's a good guy that gets a mission and a bomber turns up and he's trying and, and they give him the bomber ship and he's got it be because the bombs can get into the area but the ship can't get into the area stuff like that and he's trying to bomb you while you're you know the whole action sequence where it's player versus player they will be able to do missions that are way more complicated than we've been able to do before because they've been held up by network restrictions so just that that's just a staple of the game not to mention all the other things that are coming you know bigger ships you know we might we might see some you know we know the banner merchantman's coming the plaris the year after that stuff like that so all those bigger things could start rolling into the game squadron 42 comes out boof the idris is in the game you see where i'm going with this so some so points because you you really yeah. need to have the ability if you go through a jump point to go from one server at least to another server because uh if you take our current server cap and you split it amongst two systems both systems are going to be dead they're going to feel dead because you're going to be going out there and you'll be like well it, it, there's no one else out here to interact with especially if you get someone in a huge one of the larger ships and mm. that takes up a good hunk of your server population just in that one small fleet pyro even more so because it's bigger than stanton is already but um, by considerable margins so um you know the same 50 in stanton is going to seem very different in pyro so i think that's one of the reasons why they're waiting for server meshing just so they can put so many more players in there um can you imagine what Port Alisar is like now, or what it used to be? I guess it's not the main hub anymore, but you get what I'm trying to say. Like, um, it's going to be really common when you go to a station. It won't be just one or two ships. There'll probably be 30 or 40 there. Like, like what we have as an entire server could literally be at one state, space station, which is awesome. That would be absolutely amazing, mm -hmm. especially if you look at like cities and all that. And like if you have entire areas just starting to mesh on the servers, you could actually mm -hmm. start actually having Star Citizen feel like an actual MMO, not a, oh, I do some missions and maybe I run into someone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the big so for me, the big takeaway is like the two big takeaways that are coming and they're coming fairly soon is the cargo refactor and salvage. And I think there are a lot of little things around the outside as we've kind of explained. And if you kind of start to stitch them all together, I think the, 
like, like, like I said, by halfway through this year, or let's play it safe and say the end of this year, I think there'll be double the gameplay we have now in the game, just based on the cargo being reworked to a level that it's actually not just these tiny little boxes, the tractor beams so you can move them all around and you can move them around with vehicles like uh, and ships. And I talked to, like, there's other, like some ships in the game that are very bland right now. The Cutlass has two tractor beams. Or three, I think it's got one on each arm and one on the back. You've also got, you know, the 315P. That thing's going to become a complete beast with a tractor beam on it. And all these other functional ships, SRVs, they're all going to change the way the game works, you know. Um, even, a, like, and I was saying to yesterday, even with the SRV, I forgot to mention this earlier, even the basics of repair is there because that ship can grab you and drag you back to a, a landing platform so you can repair yourself. That is the very fundamental of the first version of repair, you know? So um, th there's just so much more gameplay uh, than we've had in previous years. Like the only thing we've got up until this point, as I said, was mining and the real basics. And the basics is about to get a really big upgrade and you're going to add salvage. That's clearly double to me, but what's your thoughts there? What's your, what's your, your takeaway? It's, it's going to be big, and I think by the end of this year, it, for a lot of people who've been moving away from Star Citizen, they'll they'll probably see something to actually come back to, and uh, again, there's just enough progress going along that I'm hoping that we'll hear next year, uh, or uh, hear at the end of the year, that next year they're going to be moving mm. Squadron 42, at least to beta, if not releasing it. Yeah. I think, uh, just just quietly, I think the, the, the telltale sign for me is what happens with CitizenCon this year. If CitizenCon mm. is, like, online again or it's not at LA, I would be really surprised if CitizenCon for the release is not at LA, purely because of all the free advertising you can get from the mm. actors in it. Um, because, like, they bring someone along, pick an actor, there's, like, 30 of them, and Entertainment Tonight will turn up when there's a whole heap of them there. And that's all free advertising to the normies, you know? Oh, you know, Luke Skywalker's well, going to be in this new video game. Well, that's amazing. I'm going to go buy that, you know? Um, I, I can just see that happening as a no-brainer. And you're not going to quite... So if they do the Citizen Con in, say, Frankfurt, you're not going to quite get the same coverage as you would as if you do it in LA. So I, I think LA makes the most sense to me from a uh, from a... Citizen con standpoint, they could be greedy and do it in LA twice, but I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. I doubt it. And also, by this time last year, they'd already announced and then cancelled uh, Citizen Con for that year and turned it into the digital one, or sorry, the year before that because of COVID. So um, I'm kind of interested to see what happens, but we'll have to kind of wait to see for that regard. Yep. Anyway, I think that that kind of wraps up most of what we talked about yesterday. Probably not as good as what we did yesterday. I'm going to be completely honest with you. It's always better the first time around, but I stuffed up there. But yeah, I hope you guys let us know in the comments your thoughts. Are, are, are there any other things that are coming that, uh, that, that that you are more positively looking into? And I know there are a lot of people that overreacted, and I know it's not everyone. But yeah, just, just with the world events at the moment, I wanted to do something a bit more positive. And even just for ourselves, it was good to go, look, oh, there, this is coming. Oh, shit, this is coming too. You know, there are, there are still a lot of things in that roadmap that are buried deep that you can pull out and look at. And, and I still think it's going to be a way more interesting year than some people are believing it's going to be. Uh, is there anything you want to add, Dyson? Well, uh, because Algrid will kill us, please remember <laughs> to uh, smash that like button. Uh, hit subscribe if you're not. Uh, we, you can join us on uh, Discord if you'd like. And of course, we do have a Patreon. 
So I've done this visual of this old go- dude with a walking stick, like just <laughs> ah, get off my lawn. But yeah, he's he's he is like that. But anyway, all right, we'll catch you in the next one. He's been Dyson. I've been Execute. Now have a good one. Yeah.